The killing of a sacred deer. One has to go. <laughs> Your mother can't be with us anymore. Like in Bambi. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Bourbon and Blood. We did it on The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's a 2017 movie. My name is Anne. My name is Danny. And at this point is when we will start the music. Asking yourself why we're talking in such a straightforward, monotone voice. This was basically the way the characters were speaking in the entirety of this film. No one showed any emotion, except for maybe Colin Farrell at one point. It was just very much like reading off of a piece of paper uh, like this. Okay, let's get into it. All right, here we go. (laughs) What are we drinking tonight? We had, so we watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I knew nothing about this movie. I knew nothing about this movie. It was kind of a horror thriller type film. So based on just the title alone, uh, I decided that tonight we were going to be drinking what is called the Hunter's Cocktail, which is... um, Cherry brandy. Cherry brandy and whiskey. Boom. And there you go. So Strong whiskey drinks. I have had one so far because usually the night does not end well for me if I have I've had two. almost two, and I'm feeling great. So The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Kind of an interesting film based on an ancient Greek play. So there you go. Yes, that's um, I I had my own theory that I will share at the towards the end of the podcast. About Let me do this a quick, movie. just a quick run through of what the movie is. Hopefully, you've seen this. Spoiler alert: We have Colin Farrell, who's played by, or we have Stephen, who's played by Colin Farrell. Actually, real quick, what do you think of Colin Farrell? Oh, what do I think of Colin Farrell? You know, that is a loaded question because on the one hand, I find him to be just the most charming Irish rogue-like gentleman. I think he's, like, super cute sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, ooh, that Colin Farrell. And then other times, I'm just kind of like, ooh, Colin Farrell, like, you seem like a real scuzzy motherfucker. I always considered him, like, I don't know him. Surprise, surprise, listeners. (laughs) Never met Colin Farrell. But I just assume he's an asshole. He just gives off that vibe that he, outside of movies. from the UK, man. Like, they're all kind of, I mean, (sighs) are... Sorry, any UK listeners. No, I mean, but, like... (laughs) I, Irish dudes in general, don't they kind of have this air of being, like, you know, a little pugnacious and, like, ready to fight and, like, kind of assholes a little bit, you know? Perhaps. That's, I don't know. Not all, not all I just, Irish I just, I don't love like, Colin Farrell. I did like him in that movie about him in a phone booth. 
where they were shooting. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called The Phone Booth. <laughs> Is it really? I think so. Oh. Well, that movie I thought it was interesting in, but for the most part, Colin Farrell's not a selling Wasn't point. Wasn't Kiefer Sutherland the bad guy in that movie? I love Kiefer Sutherland. I think he was. So, anyways, we have Colin Farrell, and then we have... Nicole Kidman, who... What's your opinion on Nicole Kidman? Love her. I actually used to really dislike her. Like Why? I Because I... Well, first off, she was married to Tom Cruise. That is and a I fucking hate Tom Cruise. But I also really just... I felt like she was kind of an ice princess. But since she has not been with Tom Cruise, I have grown to love her so much. Like... I think she's beautiful, and she's a great mom, and she just is lovely, and I I think she's great. I think she's I a great s- actress, too. I don't see... I mean, I do think she's a good actress. I really like Stepford Wives, because it's a very weird, dark look on mm-hmm. domestic life like that. And I really like her in The Others. Like, I, well, I haven't seen The Others in for so long. That's a good we, one. we should watch that soon. But I never... Like, I don't know her from any movies that make her, like... Nicole Kidman, like one of the best actresses well, in the world. This, I never watched Eyes Wide this Shut. This movie, I wrote down like a few times. This movie really reminded me of Eyes Wide Shut because, I mean, obviously she's in both of them, but not even that. But, you know, the couple in this movie is like she's a successful, like, eye clinic owner. He's a heart surgeon. Eyes wide shut. I believe they're both doctors or something. They're like a rich, successful couple. They have this very weird marriage where there's weird sex stuff between them, but then there's this... It was very reminiscent to me of Eyes Wide Shut in many different parts. Plus, there were a lot of just cinematog... uh, Like, oh, I can't think... I think that's the right word. Cinematography? Yeah, that was very similar to Stanley Kubrick's type of film, where it's very symmetrical I would and say clean, that. and like, I don't know, it really reminded me of Eyes Wide Shut. Let's talk about their sex real quick. So since you, we just introduced you to Colin Farrell and his wife, I, I wrote down, is Doctor into some weird, disgusting necrophilia shit? Mm-hmm. Because... Apparently for him to get into the mood, she, like, lays on the bed dead with her head hanging off the bed. Yeah. And she doesn't move. Yeah, she doesn't move. And I'm like, uh, is this some weird doctor necrophilia shit? That's fucked up. It's weird. It's definitely... There's a lot of weird stuff in this movie. Oh, yeah. So, they're married. Um, they have two kids. They have, like, a 12-year-old... 14-year-old daughter and, like, a, what, 10-year-old son? Something like that. Um... You're not introduced to them first, though. First, you're introduced to Colin Farrell meeting with this kid named Martin. And for a good chunk of the movie, you kind of don't know... Their relationship. Their relationship. I honestly wrote down, like, four times, Colin Farrell is having sex with this underage kid. Yeah. Because they're, they're really close. They're weird. He gives them a watch. They walk along the beach. They don't want to be seen together. Or he doesn't want to be seen with them yeah, at the hospital. Yeah, he, he, like, tells different stories about how he met this kid and who he is, kind of. And you don't really know what their relationship is. Um, but you find out that Martin's dad was a patient and was having a surgery and died. And it's... 
Colin Farrell's fault because yeah. he was drinking. He, so he was an alcoholic. Martin's pissed off, and we'll get into Anne's theory about it, which is good. But Martin basically does something to the rest of the family, except for Stephen, Colin Farrell, and says, all right, you have to choose one of your family members to die, just like you killed my father. And if you don't, everyone else in your family will go through three stages where they'll <coughs> lose their ability they, to yep, walk. Their legs stop they working. They will not eat, and then they will bleed from the eyes, and they will all die. And then they die. <coughs> I thought, um, now before, before this kind of death, thing gets thrown in the mix, I thought this was going to start turning into, like, a weird stalker-type movie. Yes. Because Martin starts, like, showing up at the hospital, and, like, his at mom his house, is fucking crazy. Like, he's just interjecting himself into this family's life, and it's making everyone kind of uncomfortable, except the daughter, who ends up falling for Martin. Um... So I can't ever think of Martin without thinking of the Martin. TV show. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. So before we get into your theory, I want to say, I mean, I'm going to put this in a disclaimer, but definitely, if you are against, I mean, if it's hard for you to see a movie where a child dies, don't watch. Like it does. This whole movie is very disturbing to begin with, but it can be disturbing for people out there. Who are not... I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the movie, but still. Um, the guy who plays Martin, he does a really good job because you're not quite... You know something is kind of off with Martin. Like, I don't know if he's on... He's, like, on the autism spectrum or he, something. Like, but there's something off about him. I thought the kid playing him was, like, a really good actor. Oh, God, yes. Um, he's really creepy, but, like, he's also... Very good at like being a psycho. Being no, I was gonna do the op- say the opposite, like being almost naive a little bit, yeah. like childish. Um, but let's see, what else? It was. I will say, fifty minutes into the movie is when it really kicks in, and for the first fifty minutes until like we find out what the whole plan is behind this. I thought it was kind of a boring like wannabe Wes Anderson movie, especially the way they were talking. Like the dialogue, the family doesn't seem to care about each other at all like in the dialogue. Yeah. Like, do you want mashed potatoes for dinner? Do you want or you know, they just it, Yeah, it was very No one weird. seems to care about each other at all. Um So yeah, so basically when it gets good is Bob, the son, who's, you know, 10 or something like that, um, after the family has has met Martin, because the dad was like, I think you guys should meet Martin. Why? Okay, that's weird, but sure, whatever. Um, so Martin comes over and meets the family, blah, blah, blah. Like, the next day or the day after, Bob goes to get out of bed for school, and he can't. His legs don't work. So they take him to the hospital. All of these tests are run on him. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. But his legs aren't working. And then all of a sudden, they kind of start working again. Like, like so... Hope. And this, I thought, was the most beautiful scene of the whole movie was when they were going down the escalator at the hospital. Like, I just thought it was visually a very yeah, pretty scene. And very, like, Stanley Kubrick. Um, 
But so they get to the bottom of the escalator and they start walking off and his legs stop working again. And then the daughter's legs stop working. Well, they go through a bunch of trials first. And the only reason I bring this up is it had probably the one of most the disturbing dialogue of the movie to me was the dad's trying to get oh god get Bob to admit anything that could be wrong or if he's faking and he goes to this like weird five minute story about how he masturbated as a kid and he couldn't masturbate right so he jerked off his dad yeah when, he was when drunk his dad bed. was sleeping and drunk. That was such a fucked up situation, especially to tell your son. Yeah, that was bizarre. That was weird. Yeah. Hopefully you've seen this. We're not going to go too much into detail. So the whole family starts going through the symptoms, except for the mother at any point. She doesn't. Well, I'm the dad, but the dad wasn't going to anyways because Martin was like, I want you to see them die. Yeah, like, suffer. you're going to watch your family suffer if you don't pick one of your family members to die. So, um, he goes, it's just this back and forth with, like, what are you doing to my family? Rah, 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 rah. He kidnaps him. Kidnaps him, brings him to the house, beats the shit out of him, like, holds him in the family game room with, like, the pool table. The game room sucks. Our game yeah, room would be, you know, if we had that space, it'd be... Ikea shelves with board games all over in that room. Their house was so big. I don't understand. You guys, I don't understand these people. Like, just because you have a lot of money, you don't need a big giant house. Like, you don't (laughs) need a 300,000 square foot house for four people. Like, we live very comfortably in, like, a 1,700 square foot house. Like, very comfortably. Like, this is a big house. I don't think we would need to, like, make it 17,000 square feet. You know what I mean? It's just a little ridiculous, people. Like, spend your money elsewhere. Okay, thanks. So, I did want to bring up, at this point in the movie also, the family besides Stephen are, like, worshipping Martin. Like, the mom kisses his feet, Mm -hmm. they come down to visit him. Which kind of leads into your theory, but we'll get to it in a second. I just want to wrap up the actual movie. Mm -hmm. So, eventually the mom lets Martin go, and the dad decides, all right, son's eyes are bleeding, it's time to make a decision, I have to kill one of you. Does a weird spin around in the middle of the living room with everyone's (coughs) heads in bags. Yeah, it's basically like Russian roulette, except everybody's just placed around the room in chairs, and Colin Farrell is... Spinning around the room in circles with a ski mask over his head and a shotgun, and he wherever make a decision. wherever he stops, he's gonna shoot. And if he shoots his family member, all right, great. that one's done. He ends up shooting Bob, the little guy. I know it's really sad because like you kind of see the bullet hole, and then his whole shirt just fills with blood. And you're like, oh, it's Bob. Yeah, it it was really sad. I I just I just fucking hate when little dudes get killed in movies. It's so awful. Like. The fucking mist. Sorry I know. if no one has seen the mist, but Jesus Christ. That movie, like Tortured. That you. made me scream. She, we went outside and she just couldn't even handle and anything. Like broke down. So then we have this weird scene in the diner where the three surviving family members are sitting. The same dimer dimer dimer. Diner that Martin and Steven used to meet. And Martin comes in. Gets a glass of water and the family gets up and leaves. 
everyone glancing back at him at some point. And that's the movie. It doesn't explain at all how Martin <coughs> has the ability to do any of this shit. So we're going to jump into Anne's theory. He's the devil, y'all! Okay, so here's my theory. Stephen killed his this man, right? On the table. And... He knew that because he had been drinking, he was going to get found out, lose his license, just lose everything. His wife would probably divorce him, lose his kids. So he made a deal with the devil. The devil takes the form of this guy's son, right? So he comes back to collect. Collect? Yeah, one of the family members. And... um. In this, and that is how he's able to like control their fucking body and make their legs stop working. I was waiting all movie for like someone to find like a needle mark or something. Like, oh, that's how it's happening. Yeah, with poison or something. We didn't find anything. And the kids went through all the testing at the most advanced hospital ever. Like, yeah, their dad's a heart surgeon. Like, he's got (laughs) the hookup. Um, another reason I believe he may be the devil is because there is some talk in this movie of the daughter, uh, how she just started her period, basically. And at one point, she's hanging out with Martin. The two of them are alone, and he's like, are you on your period? And, um, I was like, oh, it's because he wants, he's going to fuck her. He's seeing if she's ovulating because he's going to impregnate her with the devil baby, and the father's going to have to live with the fact that his grandson is devil baby. That part of your theory is hard for me to stomach, but the rest of it makes sense to me. (laughs) So, oh, we forgot. Who's uh, Martin's mom? Oh, Alicia Silverstone, and she is cuckoo bananas. Woohoo! I could kind of see it, and I didn't believe Anne at first when she said it, but it's true. That's Batgirl for you guys. To She's me, back she in this movie. Exactly the same. There were times she did, and there were times she didn't. What's your favorite Alicia Silverstone movie? Clueless. Oh, oh yeah, Clueless <laughs> is good. What do you mean? I like Blast movie? from the Past. I have never seen it. Oh my gosh. My dad loves it because it has Brendan Fraser in it. Yeah. My dad fucking loves Brendan Fraser. That's 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 weird. He Who loves, loves Brendan Fraser. Too. Really? Oh yeah. I actually, he, like, had this, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have this, like, kind of, like, database thing he would enter all of his DVDs in, right? And you could, like, sort them by year. Kind of like Plex, sort of, like, yeah. sort it by year. Da, 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 da. You could sort it by the actor that was featured most. Nicolas Cage was the most featured actor. Oh, my God. In my dad's movies. I want to do a Nicolas Cage movie eventually for us. I was thinking... The Wicker Man, but I kind of want to do the old Wicker Man because I haven't seen the old one. I haven't seen either. Oh, the bees. It's so bad. Yeah, I know he has the bee helmet on. Yeah. What other, like, Pay the Ghost is one of his horror movies. He's just not a good actor. That is awful. (laughs) This movie was pretty good. It was weird. Better than Mother. Do I get into some Mother? That's kind of my benchmark. We talked about Mother. Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about, you know what I do want to talk about? I So, the kid in this movie who played Martin, 
So Danny and I just watched that show on Netflix called End of the Fucking World. <gasps> it is brilliant. It it's is. so good. The episodes are like 20 minutes long. It's super quick to get through. It's really good. But the kid in that in that show, Blank. I kept I kept wanting him to like be in this because I'm just like, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what would you rate this movie? We don't normally do ratings on this podcast anymore, which I'm cool with, but out of how many? Like out of ten. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Like a six point seven. Okay. I don't, I'm going to go with like a five because I don't know if I hated it or really liked it. I can't tell you. I liked it more than I didn't like it. I thought, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm just an idiot and like, am I not getting like the big picture of what, what this is? Like, or am I just trying to look into things and they're not there and I'm just supposed to take this movie at face value? Like... I don't yeah. know. So, awards-wise, this is won two and been nominated by 17 already, and it's just now awards season, so... Damn. However, if I go to IMDb ratings, it is getting terrible reviews. Like, all of them are ones, twos, ones, What's twos. What's it on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, let's check Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I The acting was okay. I didn't enjoy it like, until it kicked over. Like, I almost, at like 40 minutes, I was going to turn and be like, do you want to do another movie? It's almost like frustrating when you don't get like the emotion out of, like that whole movie, I would have been like, what the fuck, motherfucker, is going on? Like, screaming and yelling if that shit was happening, but they stayed like miraculously calm through the whole thing, and it's like, what? What? Yeah. Come on. And Rotten, then same thing with Mother, too. Like, what the fuck? Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 79%. Audience score is 65. So I guess it's about... <coughs> okay. <coughs> but IMDb, the reviews are just terrible. Well, but, yeah, I get that, though. I understand that. They're not even five soaks. It's out of ten, too. And a lot of them are ones. They're like, this is the worst movie ever made. Have they seen Mother? Yeah, they're probably not. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I liked it. It leaves a lot of questions for me, like unanswered. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like, why did Nicole Kidman Kidman give a handy in the parking lot? She could have got that information any other way. I feel like. But no, whatever. she couldn't enough because that's. It's not the only HIPAA. doctor she was friends with there. That's the only one that would have been able to probably uh, get that specific file. That's true, and he was on the case. That's true. Yeah, she ended up giving a hand job to the anesthesiologist slash, like, super good family friend. Which was a bummer, because he seemed like such a cool guy up until that moment. Because she wanted the info on Martin's dad's case, and he was like, well, I can't get that for you. And she was like, what if I give you a hand job like you wanted at your house, and I turned you down? And then he was like, okay, cool. Let's go do it. All right, Nicole Kidman. She was not into it. I mean, I don't blame her. Her two she kids. She had like are, an angry face. Her two kids are dying. She's got some weird, like, evil devil teenager <laughs> killing her family. Her husband's going crazy. 
I love the way Martin eats spaghetti. I also wish I could eat spaghetti like that, but it's just too messy. I, I, I care too much about my face. He, like, <laughs> twirls it a whole bunch until it's a giant glob and stuffs it in his mouth. I just thought about that a lot. It also made me really want spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. It made me so, want mashed potatoes because they were talking about mashed potatoes. <laughs> I mean, so that's the killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, unfortunately, like, there's really, it's not one of these movies you can really do a whole lot of talking about. Like, I mean, this probably be about a half hour episode still. It's weird. I think the last couple we've done have been like movies in the past three years. I do want to jump back to some 80s horror next. I've had a few in mind. Maybe maybe some Italian <laughs> luci or something. But thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. <laughs> uh, hopefully you enjoyed this movie or you didn't enjoy this movie. If you have any suggestions for us, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, yeah. Anything to add? No. No. Just... I don't know, guys. Keep using your legs and (laughs) don't bleed out your eyes. Don't bleed out your eyes and stay creepy. Bye.